welcome to this episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker, and today we are on location at Touchstone Theater in South Bethlehem to talk with J.P. Jordan, Samantha Beadle, and Emma Ackerman about Christmas City Follies 22, which is going on December 2nd through the 19th. It's uh, their annual vaudevillian holiday celebration. It's one of the most unique performances I think you're going to see in the Lehigh Valley every year and really encourage you to check it out. We talk about how they come up with ideas, where this came from. We talk a little bit about Touchstone and its role in the community. Um, This is a lot of fun. I don't want to give anything away here because there was a lot of interesting things that we all covered from a lot of different perspectives. But I do want to thank our sponsors, Michael Bernadin with Remax Realty and Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, also in South Bethlehem, along with Touchstone. Um, Again, visit touchstone.org for your tickets. You can buy them now, December 2nd through the 19th, on location at Touchstone Theater, talking about Christmas City Follies 22. This is fun. We're on stage at Touchstone Theater on, well, I hope we get to talk about what this box is for people who are watching the video um, version of this podcast. But um, let's get our introductions out of the way. You, JP's been on the podcast. Sam was on a famous podcast episode we did. Uh, <laughs> don't, think, don't call this This is Emma's first time. So I want to, first of all, thank you guys. If you don't mind, quickly, for people listening to give, uh, introduce yourselves and say what you do at Touchstone. Sure, I'm JP Jordan. I am the artistic director of Touchstone Theater. And for the sake of today's uh, podcast, I am the also the director of Christmas City Follies. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Sam Beadle, and I'm an ensemble affiliate with Touchstone Theater and a content creator. Yeah, you're good. And I'm Emma Ackerman. Uh, I'm an ensemble member here at Touchstone, and I am a performer uh, slash uh, stage manager uh, for this production. And many roles. <laughs> yeah, and we, all, we, and, yeah. we all wear many hats here at it's Touchstone. True, true. And, and that's what we're going to get into, JP. If you could give us a little bit of a description of what Touchstone is, why it may be different than maybe what you think when you think of community theater yeah sure so uh, community theater in it's even just in that phrase is a bit is a bit off what we do is community based work uh here at touchstone and so different people call it different things community theater largely in the states here is thought of as uh amateur theater doing professional shows such as something like civic theater would do and they do it masterfully but um what we do is we, we concentrate on issues that are happening within the community and how we can help them. That's not the only thing we do. When we're being do-gooders, that's what we do. Sometimes we get to geek out and just create <laughs> nonsense. But core to our, our mission here is community-based work and what we can be doing to um, you know respond to issues. Or you know as people come to us and as, or as we're noticing like, hey, this is happening. And that really kind of touch on turns 40 this year. And, and they've always been involved with that type of work for, to, to one degree or another. But in 1999, that really took off when Touchstone did Steelbound. Mm-hmm. And that's when right after the steel had closed, Touchstone brought about 100 steel workers and their family members back to the site of the steel. And over a two year period, along with a, a partner organization, Cornerstone out of LA, we collected all their stories and turned it into a theatrical event. And then every about three to four years due to the, the work that has to go into these things, you'll see one of these things manifest that touchstone. Most recently, we started uh, the Festival Unbound mm-hmm. in 2019, which was on the 20th anniversary 
of Steelbound. And, and then, you were even you know, able to continue to do that during the pandemic. You guys didn't, yep. you might have shut your physical doors for indoor stuff, but you didn't shut down during that time period. Yeah, you know, the pandemic hit and every, you know, I think there was this huge shutter. It was like, oh my God, like through the performance world, what are we going to do? And it's like, we're just going to listen. We're going we're gonna to shut up for a hot second. <laughs> the world's burning. Let's just stop for a second. And it'll tell us what it wants to do. And then we start looking at like different alternatives. What is it that we can be doing if we can't be in the, the, the theater here? And so what happened was we were decided we were going to do out, outdoor work in our parking lot. We have this nice big parking lot. We have these two big balconies on the backside of Touchstone. And so we had gone through the trouble of even buying FM transmitter equipment okay. uh, to be able to do uh, to do drive-in like movie like experience. You put it, yeah. Yeah, so okay. live performances, but drive-in. And we were able to, you know, there were 16 cars you know, we could fit in the parking lot. And then as soon as we buy that equipment, the governor says, hey, these are uh, outside dining rules. And so we say, wait, okay, so if they're allowed to do that, then... We can have outdoor dining theater. Yeah, so we so basically we did applied dinner theater. So we did the community-based <laughs> work, but instead of having a murder mystery, right, it was the, you know, medical workers and first responders come out to tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And we'd bring in, uh, Molly's was here as our resident bar um, throughout the entire thing, and different restaurants would come in as well, and they'd serve their food. Chaz would sell uh, booze and sometimes food as well. So we were helping, trying to help out the local community and the struggling restaurateurs, as well as get the word out and be able to kind of conduct this thing in a way that was still serving the community. And I think that one of the big things uh, that came up in the pandemic in general was that uh, uh, Touchstone was sort of uniquely fortunate um, in our ability to uh, pivot quickly and respond because we're used to doing original work, we're used to doing outdoor work, we're used to like kind of, like JP was saying, listening to what the community needs and then saying, okay, based on that, we need to go really quick in this direction and make something cool. Um, so that was really uh, tested, obviously, over the last two years, but it's something, it was a challenge that I think we rose to uh, pretty enthusiastically and we're really, really fortunate to be able to do so. I think it's always a matter of like, w like to create in a vacuum is impossible, right? People are like, I want freedom to do whatever I want to do. And then it's like, you're put in that situation and it's like, you, what do I do? What, 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 do, I do? <laughs> like, I what think, does it matter I do? <laughs> right. It's like, a, I think about creativity as like a racquetball course, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, you've got to have the full, you've got to slowly start building walls up so when you can whip that ball against the thing you can have it like right start going that and then that, in that chaos is where you know ideas can really form and take shape and then you can like and you can create within that and i know we're going to talk about being inside which is great especially in the winter but mm -hmm. <laughs> being outside was something that maybe never would have happened if covid didn't hit but, or it would have happened maybe slow. I mean, I mean, outside, I just mean, I know you guys do a lot of stuff outside. I mean, the, yeah. the outdoor yeah. stage and specifically, like that may not have materialized as quickly without it. So it's somewhat, you were able to take this hard period of time and make something from it that could be then useful in the future. Absolutely, that, that new outdoor stage uh, was the uh, uh, genius inspiration of our neighbor. Um, our next door neighbor basically pointed to this empty space uh, close to our parking lot and said, you guys should build a stage there. Like, okay. And I, I was I like- I believe what he said was you should build a party deck. <laughs> 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 exactly, <laughs> that was fair, yeah. But yeah, again, 
time we <laughs> this was early enough in things that we were able to say like yeah let's let's write write for a grant to do that and uh, yeah we're it's definitely because of the pandemic that that stage got built but it will absolutely have have a life uh, long past that and that's all quintessential touchstone listening to their community and then pivoting and making something special happen when people don't expect it well I was at the young playwrights festival oh. outside mm. and my daughter and my wife and a there magical was a, evening but you're <laughs> out there and it was it was one of those things where we were up in the backs so were kind of on the in the field area there on the grass and just watching this whole thing kind of take shape you're like this is happening in our city this is wild like where else does this kind of stuff really uh take place so it it was special that it not only did it not stop you from doing stuff but it kind of you were like, hey, this is a challenge, you know, to your point, like now we're, yeah. now we have to create, what do yeah, we do in this yeah. box? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exciting. Uh -huh. Like you, you can sit there and think it's, think the doldrums of it, but it's like, no, this is the best. Okay, cool. I mean, we, Anything's but, possible. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's think it, let's think it anew, you know? And we're here for Christmas City Follies, so now we can finally get into that. Uh, I'll tell my quick story. The first time like I was ever acquainted with Touchstone, I came to this, but it was very much, and again, not saying anything bad about any of the regular performances, like the um, Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, sure, the that. classics. So yeah. like, well, you need, we need that. Sure. But I came in for this, and you know, we watched it, and then we came back the next year, and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I watched this last year. I'm, I'm going to be in. I'm like, wait a minute. None of this stuff is the same. <laughs> I'm like, did we miss, like, a different show or something? And then someone explained to me, no, every year there are some, we'll talk about, like, recurring characters, but it's all written new. And, and it's, you know, I, I want to kind of start with... I guess we'll, we'll get to that, what, how, you, how you write it all. But if you could then describe them, what I said, how it's new every year, and this is the 20th anniversary? 22nd. So tell us then about Christmas City Follies specifically and what makes it special too, like what I had just said, how it's so different, but still there are those things that you look forward to. Sure. You want to feel this? Sure, absolutely. Um, so Follies is this delightful experience that we as actor creators get to build every year. Um, and the theme is always the same. It's about, you know, it's a send up, a vaudevillian send up of the Christmas season in the Christmas city. And where we go from that could be literally yeah. anywhere. Um, sometimes it's about, you know, uh, it, uh, dancing hippopotamuses and tutus. Kwanzaa Panther. And sometimes it's about Kwanzaa Panther. And I hope he comes sometimes, back. That was my favorite uh, And there's, sometimes there's clowns. <laughs> there's always a lot of ukuleles. We have our sort of, like you said, our standard things that come back. Um, but the way it starts out is we'll get the year's uh, ensemble together, and it'll be the sort of uh, recurring cast, the old timers, which is, uh, you know, at this point, the two of us. Uh, yeah, 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 you're old. Good job. <laughs> Official. Yeah. Um, so the two of us uh, and uh, Mary Wright, uh, Touchstone's education director, and Bill George, uh, the co-founder of the company, um, as well as our uh, MFA students. We have eight of them uh, in the ensemble this year. They're all delightful. And we all get in the room together and start spewing out ideas. And the ideas might be very well developed. Like, I think I want to create a dance sequence that uses, you 
you know, moving lights, and it imitates the aurora borealis, and it's a metaphysical music. And others are you know, like, you should write that down. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, next year. And others are like, I want to do something with cows, <laughs> something for cows at Christmas. Okay, great. And whatever, whatever the ideas are, no matter how big or small, we we write them down on post-it notes, stick them up on the wall, and then by the end of that first brainstorming session, we just have this massive wall of ideas of sticky notes. And from those, and what time of year? Is that you, this is October, so okay. we, we start our we start our Christmas season early to mid October. One week after Christmas, one one week after Festival Unbound goes down. That still sounds go. like a quick turnaround, yeah. though, doesn't it? To it write is. all this yeah. stuff, like, oh, well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean like, it is. It's fast. It's it's fast. <laughs> but is that part of it? Like why it's? I think there's just fun. we're moving so fast, and we're doing like ten to six, so we're spending eight hours three times a week in a room together mm -hmm. it's we're like move we're churning out content and listening to it and listening to each other giving each other some ideas deciding uh you know when jp isn't into it when he just goes okay <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's into it <laughs> you know he's not into it then but um a lot of times you know it keeps moving to the next round and if it's good enough we'll add a little extra to it and really like the, those, those first two weeks especially are just about getting new ideas out there and on the table um, and getting as many of those like billions of weird ideas that we've got up on the wall up on their feet so we can see what works and what doesn't. And is this something where JP or like, because imagine like an album, you yes. have 20 songs and you have to be like, okay, we have to cut this one even though it's great. Mm -hmm. is, yeah. is the conductor. <laughs> yeah, so by the way, I usually, like this is my 17th year working on Follies. Wow. And so 16th or 17th, but I, I was a musical director for the first three of those. And then I've been the, the, the director for, since then. Um, and so I've always approached up until 2019, I've approached it as a, an album. Like in a way, like creatively, like mm -hmm. coming from initially I was a musician before and a fan of music. And so <laughs> I've always thought like, cool, there's an A side and a B side of this thing. And how is it going to flow? And so it's a really I'm glad you caught on. <laughs> <laughs> but then in when the pandemic hit, it blew the album up. <laughs> oh, then, yeah. like, we can make a white album. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's when we created Then it's when we did the, the Follies movie. Right, and that, I mean, so last year, well, let's yeah. talk quick. Um, but then in this year, we decided, just on the album thing, right. that now we can do a record. So we had to do a CD this year, because there's no intermission. We don't, we yeah. don't flip okay. the album at all. So now, instead of being what should be, usually was two 60-minute acts, well, now it's a 90-minute thing, no intermission. And so these hundreds of ideas on the wall that are these sticky notes go from being a, probably, like, no lie, probably about a hundred of them on the wall. Yeah, sticky notes easily. will get whittled down in a normal like album type year to 12 per act. Okay. Yeah. And can we backtrack quick to, sure. cause you said you've been here for, you've been, been part of this for 17 years, this particular yeah. one. Where did Christmas City Follies come from? Was that just, hey, we, we did you take it from another place that somebody saw it? Was it? They started with a show originally, I believe, I might have the timeline wrong here, but I'm pretty sure they started to do a show called Christmas Rebels. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this was up at, uh, they performed it up at Packer Chapel. They may have actually, it may have overlapped Follies to some degree, but then... 
there was a huge influx of people into the company around that time that studied with this gentleman, Jacques Lecoq, and he was a clown teacher and a physical theater teacher. And so the Follies sprung out of that group there and that kind of iteration of the Touchdown Ensemble. And so the first two, I believe, happened over at the Ice House. They weren't even here in the space. I don't even know if this this space was finished when they, when I'm pretty sure like Touchdown proper didn't, like the building didn't exist during the first two. But then I think from number three on, they've been all on all this space. And they haven't always, in, up from five on, have been concurrent. But before then, they would put, uh, they'd alternate years. And so Mary Wright, who uh, Emma mentioned before, our education director, she had a piece called The Southside Experience, was kind of loosely based around a holiday theme that looked at the, the history of the Southside, which is really kind of brilliant as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, from the fifth one on, it's been it's been here in the space. I would say the other main inspiration uh, with the early ones anyway was there was a lot more sense of like sort of traditional vaudeville um, and a lot more of sort of like, you know, two comedians up on stage, ah, waka waka waka, <laughs> going back and forth with patter and jokes and puns. Um, and over the years that's evolved um some years it feels you know more uh, more specifically like an album some years it feels a little bit more of a saturday night live kind of vibe some years it's more of a muppet show kind of vibe um it's all over the place in terms and it of all like, sounds great yes <laughs> yeah. you are probably the newest out of these oh for sure so yeah. when you come into a performance like this and you're like, okay do you have to like go back and watch the last five christmas no. City Follies, or is it able to just you kind of? We, we specifically try to hide the tape so no one can, no one can yeah. see it. Yeah. Oh, really? oh, oh no, I wonder you if you like to watch film theater anyway. <laughs> <laughs> don't do yeah. it. Stop. Go see it live or just donate. If you, if you tell somebody something's supposed to be something, no. then it becomes something, yeah. and that's what they get in their mind. It's like, oh, I got to fit in this niche. So no, but I would say um, personally, for yeah. me as a perf- as a performance based artist, um, this is like the freak the whole grail kind of because you get to go into a space in like the middle of the week and come up with ideas and all the I have I love coming up with ideas and like figuring out like skits and and I I love doing comedy Uh, I've it's just an exciting time for me as a performer because it's it's literally the most welcoming room Un- until we're no more ideas <laughs> until, <laughs> until no more new ideas day uh, it's the most welcoming group because it's yes everyone's yesing each other and it's you can say anything and it's you're not it's not weird it's not crazy it's not bad it's just let's do it and let's see what works and does the tradition and like everyone loves this performance and look forward to it does that kind of motivate you as well like I don't know if you want to say we have to be better than last year, but we want to be like excite more exciting or just as exciting and make it memorable or every year. I, I mean, I, this is my fourth year and one of those years was the, was the movie. Um, so, sure. um, I think they always get better because I feel like the more you do something, the more you practice, the more you think about it, the, the better it can get. And I think every year just keeps topping itself personally. Yeah. I'd never set out with the idea of topping the last one. Yeah. I think that the idea that we, we should always be minded with when we're doing something like this, that's a reoccurring thing, is how are we speaking to this individual year? Mm-hmm. Right. What makes this Follies unique and how can we tap into that zeitgeist? And that's a good point. So you are, you know, are you writing some of those you know, skits or sketches or even musical performances 
I'm assuming there's going to be some COVID-related something in there, I would imagine. So you are kind of taking some of the current events as well. Absolutely. It, it would be pretty impossible not to. <laughs> yeah. um, forget that. It's a pandemic. What? Yeah. What? It doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Waka, waka, waka. <laughs> no, but we've, uh, we've, we're really lucky this year. We've got... Um, two uh, pieces of art that were specifically created during the pandemic by uh, outside artists who were uh, very generous enough to uh, let us use their work. Nice. Um, so we've got two musical numbers in the show that were created uh, by friends of the company that will be that will, will be performing in Follies. That's fun. And I also, you mentioned the grad students. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because um, we're Moravian University, right? Yeah, yes. you go to Moravian <laughs> University. Um, I, I caught them. Go Groundhogs! <laughs> <laughs> That's Greyhounds. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> You're That's on the board. I'm the, I'm on the, the, the university. I'm, the, I'm like the potster. Man. What was I saying? Sorry. Something about the grad students. Oh, yeah. I saw them. Cause they, they, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? I, I saw their performance, which was fantastic. Fantastic. Check our Facebook and our YouTube because I, I was lucky enough. I just walked down there. We were doing something with Santa, and you're like, "Hey, we're gonna start." And I, uh, Crystal, the one mm -hmm, performer yeah. who was fantastic, she's, pulled, she's like, "You gotta stay and do this." I'm like, "I was anyway," <laughs> but now I'm especially going to uh, talk about that. Was that is that something that you usually do leading up to the follies, or is that again, new? Again, this is new. Was, and describe it because I didn't describe yeah, anything. Yeah, this is new again, again, born out of the. Uh, born out of the COVID experience, but I, I was, it was great. You were down yeah. there and you said, okay. you're like, yeah, I'm here for this other thing. I might be able to catch five minutes of it. And then by the end of it, you were like, yo, that was good. Like, <laughs> yeah, you got, you, 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 you got the whole life. thing. connection and they were, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Well, the whole, I'll, cause I'll describe it worse. Uh, they're like, hey, we're here to do the Christmas city. We're gonna do a, tell a story. And then, you know, the one performer was Jewish. So they're like, hey, surprise. We're actually going to tell the story of Judaism, and it was fun. Like it totally went. I'm like, they didn't see this coming, and then there and was they a. They created. That. They did a great That's job. Was a robot dreidel <laughs> yeah. who's getting a lot of likes on my Instagram account. <laughs> oh, so I, made, I made a reel of Dreidelbot him. Represent. Dreidelbot needs a 3, Facebook profile or something. It's so good. I'm like, I'm Dreidelbot taking. Dreidelbot needs a TikTok. A TikTok. Right? I made him into a reel out of this 15 minute performance. Like mm -hmm. I have to edit it because yep. people need to see this. They're not. They might not go through uh, the whole video. I gotta bring it to the people. Dreidelbot so, needs. Hit the people. If you miss Dreidelbot, he also shows up in, in, in Follies yeah. proper. But they yeah. are, so that is a graduate yeah. program with Moravian Sure, University. sure, yeah. So so we have the students here, and one of the things that I knew, the, it, the, the, there's a course, 521, is devising in the studio, and 522, the year after, which is in the studio, it's the devising leadership. Right. And so we got to the second year uh, with, our, with the first cohort that came through, and we're like, how are they going to lead anything in the studio? Mm -hmm. And so at the same time, I had Missy Collin from the Southside Arts mm -hmm. District. I had Randy Collin from the Sun and Courtyard. Mm -hmm. And I had Lindsay Collin from over at HPP. And they're like, do you have anything you can send out our way? And it was just like, it's one of the things. It's like Community give, partners. <laughs> yeah, them. Give me something to grab onto. Give me, like, set some parameters up. And it was like, cool, that coursework, which we couldn't fulfill this one way, then morphed out. It's like, this is now that assignment. It's like, you're going you're gonna to talk to the community partners and you're going to build a show that fits in their parameters and their spaces. And so this is the second year in doing it. And we've evolved with it, too. And it, But now I think it's got a, a whole lot better legs as a, as an assignment, as an idea. Because I think they knocked it out of the park this well, year. Well, they were great. Yeah. And when yeah. it's... You know, I try to think of it as someone who's coming from outside, maybe they're coming down to, to shop for Christmas, and then they see this performance that not only is, you know, it's visually, you're like, what's going on? But then it's fantastic. That's part of what 
you know this is all about and it's uh, it just it has to leave you with it left me with a good feeling but for somebody who's just coming down to the city going this is what their city does this yeah is- so many people are coming into town anyway and they're uh, they're probably like oh wow oh wow it's just the more the magic of well and two it doesn't hurt they they um the, the grad students were just physically yelling at people. Oh, yeah. Like, if you don't come watch this, you're not getting any presents. <laughs> one guy like, came down. I, he was on his way up to shop. He sat down and watched the whole thing. Yeah, oh, that's good. That. Be, but also, there's not a course in how to be a barker. Never <laughs> really, you have to be pretty outgoing and I mean, willing to say yes. I think it also all comes back to Touchstone's roots yes. as, you know, yeah. outdoor street theater and like, you know, hey, come watch our thing. Please. And it's like very much baked in to, so, so naturally, the uh, our marvelous students are also talented in that way. <laughs> but that's so that's like another just another facet of you know yeah. of what you guys do. Yeah. Um, to get into a little bit more of the follies, as we can talk about that and tell everybody about all the details here. What are some of your? I mean, I know you've performed. I've seen you performing it multiple times. What are some of? Uh, I'm talking to, to Emma. What are some of your favorite characters? Do you look forward to? No, no. Okay. Well, just because you know they're not. I'm pointing, and it doesn't. Um, JP what are, doesn't perform. What are some of your favorite performances? And do you do you look forward to some of the recurring characters um, each year? Yeah. Um, so one of the recurring bits that is in I think every Follies ever or or at least at, at least every Follies recently is uh, the shopping cart ballet, yeah. which I is... I droned that last year, by <laughs> yes, the way. Yes, it was I thought I was going to clip someone's head and let it fly over. It's all for And you guys were balancing. It was beautiful. You hooked this up. Oh, my God. Thank you so much yeah. for your help last You should year. find that video and watch I'm, it. I'm going to link it. So yeah. you can uh, speaking of which, we're oh, yeah. on top of that, but before we get back to Shopping Cart Ballet, uh, the entire, we're re-releasing the movie from last okay. year on December 19th, and it's a, a per donation, so... Sure. All right. And yeah, all the all any links that you need are in the show notes or Touchstone. Yeah, yeah. Just Google Touchstone. I'm pretty sure it was there from the first one, though. I'm yeah, sure yeah, awesome. This is the only thing that's and, and been funny. Can you describe? Yeah, that? so it, that's another one that it's a little bit different every year. The thing that's the same is it's dancing with shopping carts, <laughs> and that's pretty much the only like must-have. Sometimes it's like a lot of shopping carts. Sometimes it's one shopping cart. Sometimes it's um, you know the Nutcracker for being particularly seasonal, or it might be something a little bit more pop or we, we did we've done some broadway based parodies with them as well but um i i always love seeing what we can come up with in terms of just the prompt dancing with shopping carts um i would say my favorite non-recurring bit is whatever strange character sam creates <laughs> Because it's always freaking hysterical, and we're oh, just we're just nice. all backstage rolling around on the floor laughing, oh, and, oh, and this yeah. year is no exception. Well, and how do you like what, when you approach something like this? When you create content, and it, like, do you approach this a little bit differently? Are you when are you are you waiting till October to come up with ideas? Are no, you I'm, with- I'm trying to write them down all the time because yeah. I will come up with ideas throughout the year. I mean, I feel like we all we'll, we'll write them. Right. We'll write them down backstage yeah. at I'm this down the show now. for Aurora next. It's like, it's like planning your Halloween costume for next year. On sure, that. yeah, but like, my Halloween costume is Follies. Because right. <laughs> uh, by the time Halloween does come, I'm already singing Christmas songs. So, um, but I, I per, oh my gosh, I just have like visions of. Well, I, I do comedy, so I have like a just a note where I just write bits down, and whether they're Christmassy or not, I will try to force them into a Christmassy vibe. And I just sometimes have ideas like. Um, uh, 
I don't I don't want to give anything away. No, no, but yeah. uh, you <laughs> know, yeah, I was like, oh, I want to talk about like that uncle that loves trains, right? Like small trains. So that's a. How many people are in this post-it note room at, the, at a time? This I year, mean, twelve. And you're just you. Is it kind of like one by one? Like, what is your idea? Just, just whatever. Just throw it out. What do you it's got? Fun. What do you got? Free what do you got? Yeah. yeah. And do you find too like you have new people coming in every year? That's I guess that's something we didn't mention is that while there are people who are here for a long time, you also do have recurring or, or over whatever what's new the word I'm people. For? And then yeah, you yeah. go to yeah. charter school. Over. Yeah, well, the, the, what's going Turnover on? Is, was yes. Yeah, yeah. We we for the last mm. for his, what, for the last twenty two years, there's been a an apprenticeship program at Touchdown. Okay. And so that just that's what's morphed into the MFA program. That's just the extension of that thing. So there's always been like new young talent coming to spend a year or two with us and you know like proper vampires we absorb their energy <laughs> and, and create even better but they're you know there's this anchor force that makes follies what it is and this anchor kind of idea and it's like whether it's an unspoken thing or whatever among the veterans of the the kind of cast it's like this is this thing and we know that there are boundaries within it but then you have this unfettered creative energy that that doesn't know that there's rules coming into the studio and it's like cool you know they're taking those crazy balls and whipping them off all the walls you, yeah. know? <laughs> you know what i mean kind of thing and it's just and it's, it's gonna be nice too to have that fresh like mm. I, I, yes. I'm speaking for myself, but like the last year, you're like I'm just tired of thinking of things. So when you hear people with new ideas, you're like, "That's great!" Like I, yeah. I'm glad, glad that you thought of it, and I didn't it's, have to. You're, and, you're, you are a content creator too, so it's just like it, yeah. imagine having the opportunity to say whatever, yeah. and the, like people are like, "Okay, all I knew is that I want to do a character bit," and I'm like, "Okay, I just want to work on it." Give me, and then everybody takes like JP runs it. He says, "Okay, everybody take 45 minutes. Who wants to work on this? Who wants to work on this?" Okay, partner up. Uh, um, uh, okay, I'm gonna go work on this for 45 minutes, and then after 45 minutes, we all come together and we all share what we created and we all respond to it. And Do you even have time to write a script? Is there, or is it just like an outline of? No, by the end, uh, by the end, Emma, as, as she acts as the rehearsal stage manager. So after any sharing, like say Sam, Sam comes in with this this character idea, right. like she'll have something written. You know, sometimes not. But as, as soon as something's digitized, it goes to myself and Emma yeah. and gets kind of stored in like a, a Google folder. At this point, you know, everybody's on Google folder, right? So it's yeah. like, and that thing eventually gets cobbled into a script. So then up in the booth, when the time comes, when we move it into tech rehearsal whoever is actually running the show and pushing the go buttons on the, 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 the go buttons on the sound of the lights has something where they're you know they can actually play actual stage manager and and but the bits and pieces come together and that's what creates the yeah. script so each person in the show has like ownership of the script because we've all written it together yeah. it's so you could go through cool. with the, the whole cast right now if you sat all of us in a room together and be like I wrote that cool one. I wrote that, <laughs> that's my line that's my line that's just the necessary that's be so I, like wrote that like, I wrote that one <laughs> So I bet you guys are watching the show as intently as the the audience has to be like, are they going to pull it off? Or, you know, <laughs> just because you've been seeing all this stuff being created, clearly going to pull it off. But like, how is it going to, how are they going to respond? Yeah, and that's that's something that's always <laughs> been true uh, for Touchdown, like, especially with, with, with creating original theater. Yeah. It's like, okay, we know what we're trying to do. We think we know what it looks like, but like, we're not going to know until we put it in front of other humans who have never 
never seen it before right. and see what they think about it. And so like we're 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 really excited about this I'm year's show. We're for an thrilled. Audience. We're and we're just like okay, what are what are these people? Yeah, JP is seen are they this thing uh, eight <laughs> billion yeah. times at this yeah. point. So you're very nice. Yesterday you really put it on yeah. and you were laughing really <laughs> nice. <laughs> but like the day before, you know he's like. There's nobody <laughs> saying anything. I'm like, okay, I gotta rethink. But that every year, the week before we open, I'm like, everything is terrible. I have to rewrite everything. And that, but I don't. That goes in sine waves throughout the process. Like we started the first day, everything is hilarious, and then the second week, like everything is, is terrible. Yeah. Oh no, everything's really no, it's bad. And it's just like this whole thing. Yeah. Or why are the why is everyone laughing at the sad moment? <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty fearless going into this this opening night. I think the show is completely solid. And I think, too, like, I mean, you know, you guys have done hundreds of performances, probably more than that. But is this opening, I mean, a little bit special just because it has been so long and people were kind of all like, how's this going to go? I mean, I know that you have... Um, and it's right on the website, you know, all COVID protocols are in place and people can find that information on Touchstone, but the, the opening in general, is there a little bit of something special here? Yeah, I, I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm not conv- I'm not entirely convinced that I'm not going to come out on stage for my first entrance and just like burst. Oh my God, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, even just coming back into the rehearsal room and being able to work together was just like, oh my gosh, we, won- oh, we yeah. missed this so much. And to actually have like a, a full theater of of audience or mostly full we're not seating the front row but a mostly full theater of people uh, again it's like oh my gosh we missed this so much we want that we're so ready for it um so yeah it, it definitely feels different it's the one thing that I definitely have learned is the the appreciation and I hope that doesn't go away because now you, you think wow I appreciate it so much mm-hmm. you know hopefully five years from now you're still like <laughs> I still remember when it wasn't there and it oh, was not yeah, good for and, sure I mean isn't that the the plight of life though <laughs> yeah, I know. to make sure you remember <laughs> but uh, also move forward and and that, I mean, and that's what this is. You know, it's it's um, kind of saying, hey, the, the last year, two years have been difficult. But yeah, nice to see you. Actually, that we, would have been a, that would have been a good idea. And <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest here. It, it probably wasn't easy to as a, as a theater company in Bethlehem or in America in general to stay to the, survive the, to stay afloat during this. So I think it's also you know a testament to the hard work that you guys put in. Should, and the, within that, we just got we've got to give total credit and, and maybe not total credit, but ninety percent credit to our, our managing director Lisa Jordan. Lisa, yeah. Lisa, Lisa Jordan. She uh, she held it together through countless hours of under, understanding the funding landscapes of uh, yeah. of COVID and stuff. But and with a smile, <laughs> she's a magical creature in this world. But she helped me wield this in. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but th- this is this will be in for people watching. Yeah, this, will, this is what I, I'm it's not official. Gonna, yeah, I almost watching. just took credit for it. See, <laughs> so as, as we finish up here, let's talk about the, the show itself. It does. We are recording this on whatever today is the first, and I'm gonna hopefully we're gonna have this out as quickly as possible. But the show does open December second and run through the nineteenth. Correct. Mm-hmm. And how many shows is there? Is it one show per evening? We or? are uh, running. It's one show per day, except for the closing Saturday, the 18th. Uh, we'll be doing a matinee and an evening show because uh, closing weekend tends to be one of our most popular times. Yeah, because people don't get their tickets to the last minute <laughs> and then they want to go to the last weekend. But really, the middle weekend is a really good weekend. <laughs> but this is something too you don't want to wait to get because I could imagine yeah, you, can't you don't want to wait to get tickets on this one yeah. because this might you know this could be the year there might. Not not be a ticket for you if you wait. There's like most years if you 
you wait till the yeah. final well, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not going to watch especially because like people will like families who have come to see oh. Follies year after year will be like oh we need to wait until our kids are home from college or whatever right. to, to go because we want to see Follies together yes yeah. like, oh, 15 well, tickets yeah. please well you can sit in the eight. VIP box yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right listen outside <laughs> so it, um, as we go to that where can people find more information again it's in the show notes but it's touchstone touchstone.org uh, or you can hit us up on social media at touchstone theater uh, there's also a touchstone theater in Vancouver we're not that one we're the one here in Bethlehem but they're probably nice people they're too. probably oh my they're very you guys do like a zoom yeah, we, we, we constantly like accidentally get <laughs> tagged in each other's social media stuff and it's fine see that would be my Christmas skit I remember, like, <laughs> the wrong tagging and but yeah yeah we'll put them in the carts yeah <laughs> very much looking forward to it we're gonna be at one of those shows yes. so we're excited we haven't been to, to anything in a long time too so it's gonna be one of our first forays out into you know live entertainment again so Amazing. we're really excited and thank you guys for taking some time with me for me to come in it's always fun again to be out and to, to do a podcast not through a computer screen uh, I just think it makes it better and you know you can kind of talk more freely or, or more yeah. Yeah. yeah man and thank you for thank you for being here and everything you do like you're a huge asset to the community and what you do and so thank you <laughs> no, I appreciate it. this is yeah. I, again I think it's really that when you're presented like you guys did with this challenge you know how do you react to it and it's either yeah, you're always going to be a little defeated through a hard time, but how do you react and what can you do from it? And I honestly think we're going to be better for it. Like, there's so many people who learned so many different skills or who yeah. had to put themselves out there. We empowered ourselves, so. too. It's, uh, I, I unfortunately lost my job during the pandemic, but I don't think of it as an unfortunate situation. I'm fortunate it happened because I'm able to focus on like being here and creating art, and that's truly a blessing. Yeah. Yay. That's awesome. No, I'm so happy. Like, it, yeah. this, is, this is great. And we're really looking forward to it. So, everybody, thank you guys for uh, for coming on. And um, go see Christmas City Follies again, touchstone.org. And all of the information is in our show notes. And we'll see you there. Thank you again to Emma, JP, Samantha. And like I just said, go to touchstone.org to get your tickets. We'll definitely be at a show. Uh, we can't wait to see what they came up with. And I want to thank. Our sponsors, of course, Michael Bernadin with Remax Realty and Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub. Thank you guys for your support. If you want to support us, check out the show notes or hit us up at info at lehighvalleywithlovemedia.com. I'm your host, George Wacker, and we'll see you next time on the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals, whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So, what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate.